hi guys. How are we doing? Good? Great, great, sweet. So yeah, my name is Claire. And tonight, hi guys. And tonight I'm going to be preaching and I'm super excited for this one. So when I was thinking like, oh, I'm preaching, my, my preaching time is coming up. I was like, oh, what a coincidence on Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. So who, who had a Valentine today? Anyone? Anyone going to spill the beans? Oh, I see a few. I see that hand. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I gave myself some of these super cute little chocolates. I saw them out in the foyer and I was like, Claire, would you be, of course I'll be your Valentine. Yeah, we love that. But um, yeah, I gave myself a couple of chocolates. Love, love them. They actually taste pretty good. Guess what? They're from Cheapest Chips. They taste like Cadbury. That, that is, that's a bold statement, but I'll claim it, okay? Um, I'll claim that. Anyway, so yeah, tonight I decided, I was like, well, Valentine's Day is a day of love, right? Right? So I thought, let's, let's talk about real and perfect love that we get to experience from God. So we all know what love is, right? Like we have a culture where love is super like affectionate. Like you walk down the street, you hold hands with that, that cute boy or that cute girl, you know, you're like, oh, I'm so in love. I'm totally in love with you. But that, to be truthful, that is only a tiny fraction of the real love that we have, right? So that tiny fraction does not measure up to God, um, to God's love. So um, I don't know about you, but in life, I've experienced um, pain by people who, who I love, right? I've experienced hurt from the people and the things that like, I find that are loving, right? So love isn't always, it, it sometimes isn't always like carefree, you know, it's not always perfect. But um, yeah, um, yeah, sometimes that love hurts us. And um, yeah, other times we can feel like love is the best thing ever. We see it so perfectly on TV, plastered on every single ad, right? Um, we see it um, in Married at First Sight. Like, how do you expect two people to meet for the first time, get married, fall in love? Oh, it works out every time, doesn't it? Wrong. If It does not work, right? That love does not work. They fall in love in an instant, get married. Yes, happily ever after, but weeks later we find out in magazines. They're no longer in love. They're no longer together. Why is that? What, what is going wrong? Does anyone know what's going wrong? I, I know what's going wrong. That is, that, it's obvious they want to captivate us. They want to plaster this idea of this is perfect love, right? This love is so perfect. You should fall in love with this person. You should fall in love with this boy, this girl. You have to do it. Because if you're not in a relationship, you're not worthy, right? That's, isn't that right? That's what we hear, right? Oh, you're single on Valentine's Day? Ha <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, I'm single on Valentine's Day and I know my God loves me, right? Yeah, so, um, so we always are seeing this example of this um, perfect love. It's so hard to turn away from it. Even when we open our dictionaries, not even the Bible, we open up a dictionary. What is, what is the definition of love say? It says a feeling of an in, a, feeling an intense feeling of deep affection, feeling a deep romantic or sexual attraction to someone, caring so deeply for someone to find pleasure in. We always use that word, right? I love my dog. I love my cat. I love music. I love chocolate. I love fashion. I love this. I love that. And it's thrown around so much that it loses its power, right? So like I can say, I love my shoes, but I don't really love my shoes. I just really like them, right? So that, there's, there's no power in the word of love anymore. But 
love is so much more than that, right? Love is so much more. We have Valentine's Day today, that watered down idea of love. We see these heart-shaped chocolates in every shop, the red roses, the don't forget tomorrow's Valentine's Day post, you know, and so many love cards. But why is it limited to this one day, February 14th, every single year, the day of love? The truth is that in 1 John 4, verse 7 to 8, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. It's not limited to one day. It's not limited to today, the 14th of February and Valentine's Day. It's every single day that we are loved, right? God loves us every day of our life. Um, And the world's idea of love does not ever measure up. It doesn't even comprehend the type of love that God gives, the love that we are so freely given. Um, In order for us to be more like Jesus, right? Because we all strive to be like Jesus. We wanna live um, in the fullness of our calling, right? We have to know that we are loved. Like we love you so much, One Youth. We wouldn't be here if we didn't love you. We wouldn't have leaders that didn't love our young people, right? We love you so much. Um, We don't, when we don't know we're loved, it's hard to give, isn't it? It's hard to love without being loved. And um, that becomes tough. The struggle when we walk every day and we're like, I don't feel loved. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm having a rough time because I don't feel love from anywhere. But that, that gets hard, right? We've all experienced that, I'm sure, without knowing who God, who God, what God's love is. It's hard to love, right? Um, we can't give out of a place that is empty and that doesn't have love, that's like, um, that, that's, yeah, deprived of love. We can't give out of that. We can't do anything if we're not loved, right? Um, I, I, I do really enjoy this scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 5, and it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It's not boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand, it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. That is what love is. So let's be aware that we are not perfect and every single day let's keep growing in love because the truth is we can walk and we can be like, am I growing or am I shrinking? Am I being um, generous or am I being selfish in my love? There's, we get to make that call. It's nobody else's responsibility. It's our own call to be like, what am I doing with my love, right? And that's where it, that's where it goes on our, um, in Married at First Sight, they don't know what love is. They're, they're being selfish in that. They're like, cool, I'm single for, I don't know, 30 years of my life, let's get married. It's not gonna work because you don't, you're selfish in that. You're walking and being like, yeah, love. It's wrong, it's wrong, guys. <laughs> um, so how great would it be if us, these very people in this room right now, one youth, if we set that example of what love is, if we walk in love every single day, knowing that the love we have is from God, imagine that, imagine that in our schoolyard, in our workplaces, in our families, how much more joyful would people be if we loved them genuinely with our whole hearts, right? You know what I mean? Um, I, in um, John 15 verse 12, it says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. We are the ones that get to live that out, not not my friend down the road, not anyone else. You are the very ones who get to live that out. So let's love people the way we know God loves us, right? Love is one of the most like beautiful themes in the Bible, I think. And you can, like some people could even sum up the whole gospel with the word love. You can find the word love so many times in the Bible. Um, I did a bit of research and I found there's over... 300 times the word love is used in the Old Testament and over 200 times in the New Testament. So I'm like, that's a lot of times love is, love is in the Bible, right? Um, 
but I was really, I just really want to do some research on what this love is because I, I want to present it to you in like a really cool way. And so I found um, that the New Testament was written in Greek and in the Greek language, there's four basic words, like four root words of love, but they all have a different meaning. So I'm going to tell you those meanings tonight. So the first type of love is a bad love. It's called what the Greek would say, eros, and it's a self-gratifying, a demanding, a self-focused um, type of love. In that culture, this eros love was the worst love you could ever have. Like, who wants to love someone who's selfish? Who wants to love someone who just takes all the time and never gives, right? I know I don't want to find a love that's like that. I, I want to give and take equally. I don't want to keep stealing, you know? Um, so, um, and, I, and I was... I looked back to that 1 Corinthians verse 13 scripture and it says love is not selfish, right? Love isn't jealous or proud, but this eros love is. So that's the wrong love. We don't want that love in our lives. We don't want that love in our relationships. And I was, when I was doing my research, I actually found that um, it says this love is not to do with a Christian marriage, right? A Christian marriage or a Christian relationship is not, it's not self um like self-gratifying, it's not demanding, it's equal, right? Um, the second type of love I found is a Sturgo love. And this is a love that is like um, a family love. Like you love your children, you love your mom, you love your dad. It's you love your grandparents and cousins. Um, first, um, 1 John 1 verse 3 says, see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But... Um, yeah, the people who belong to the world who don't know God, they don't understand this type of love, right? They don't know they're loved by God. They don't know how much they're loved. Um, they don't know how much they're called to be his children either. So it's our responsibility as God's children because we know we're already loved by our heavenly father, right? We know that it's our responsibility to share that with people, right? The third type of love is filio love. And this is a love for someone or something. So filial love is like a friendship type of love. It's generous and affectionate and seeks to make the other person happy or, or joyful with no expectation of the act to be returned, right? So it's like, um, yeah, just a beautiful friendship type of love. I, I found in, um, in the Bible, David and Jonathan um, are a perfect example of this love in a friendship. In 1 Samuel 18, 1 to 3, it talks about their friendship. They formed an immediate bond um, and they, yeah, they, sorry. And he, um, and David, sorry, Jonathan loved David as he loved himself. He had that love. He had that friendship love um, for him. But then it's also this filial love could be like the love of wisdom, which is the word philosophy or the love of mankind, which is, um, called it philanthropy, which is to love someone. So, but what I really found was interesting. The fourth type of love is called agape love. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this love, but if you search up Christian love, you'll probably find it on the internet. So this agape love is the love of God that he has for his son, his people, and all of mankind. And it's the love of God that shines through us. So this agape love shines through us, the love we have for our God, for our people, and even our enemies. So in order to have this agape love, we have to have, have experienced that love, right? That complete love, that fullness from God, that is His love. So we can't dip out of an empty bucket. We always hear that. You can't take out of an empty bucket. So I can't give this agape love, the love I have from God to my people. I can't give if I haven't received that type of love. Um, 
something beautiful about that is that this, his love never runs out. It has no strings attached. It's got no limits, no boundaries, and expects nothing in return. This love is the type of love that God, that God looks at you and says, Piper, I love you so much. I love you so much. Amy, I love you so much. He calls every single one of us by name and says, I love you so much. Like you can, we cannot even comprehend the love that God has for us. So it doesn't even matter if we've had the worst week ever, the best week ever, if we've done something really cool, the love is still the same, you know? The love is still equal as, it, as equal as it can be from right now to yesterday and tomorrow. This agape love um, that God has for you is just a beautiful love. Um, he's in such awe of who you are. He wants to love you that he sent his son to die on the cross, right? He sent his son to die on the cross for us so he could close the gap and so that we can live in relationship with him. And I think that's beautiful. Um, it says in 1 John 3, 16, it says, that way we know what real love is. Real love is that agape love. We know, we know that love because Jesus gave up his life for us. Um, Genesis 1 verse 27 says, so God created human, human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. A quality of God is this love, right? So we've actually been wired and designed and created and called to have this love in our lives, right? So it says in here, um, male and female were created. So girls, you were created to not be fulfilled by the Hollywood movies or the TV shows that we watch to be like, oh, Romeo, you complete me, I love you. No, that love, that love is just a little, a little gap, you know? There's never gonna be a fullness, right? There's never gonna be a fullness in that. And the same for males, like stop looking to girls for this love that you're not gonna find in them, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be savage, but it's the truth. Like, let's not find it. Let's not find it in, in um, that. So there is no movie show, there's no TV show that you will ever find this beautiful agape love. The only place you'll find it is in the Bible. And the only place you can find that love is when you, <laughs> the only place you can find that love is through your own personal conviction. So your devotional life, your worship life, like that is the only time you can find this love in your prayer life. Pray that God, I pray you show me love. Show me how to love like you've loved me, God. Like we get to experience that in complete fullness and there's no compromise for God's love. He's, he doesn't compromise it. It's so steadfast, guys. Like, you know, we walk through hard times like quite often. We, you know, we all have our struggles, but it's like, what's one thing that's keeping me okay is that I know that God loves me and I don't have to go out tomorrow and be like, oh, like I was kind of mean to like my mom or like my brother, but no, God still loves me the exact same, right? He still loves you so much. Um, and the scripture, John um, 3, 16, we've all heard it. We've all heard it so much. For God, um, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God loved. He loved the world so much that he gave up his son for you so that we get to live in eternity, right? And I don't know, I've never met someone who's like, oh yeah, I'll give up my child to save the whole, you know, the whole um, humankind race. I don't know anyone who would ever do that either. Um, there's so much power that actually comes from that scripture and there's so much love that comes from that. That And that action is just so perfect. Like Jesus' sacrifice is such a perfect sacrifice. It's true and nothing compares to that. So today let's recognize and understand how how much we are loved and um, 
let's let's just really get that into our hearts today um god doesn't alter his love from one person to another every person in this room right now is called by god is loved by god completely and like genuinely and it's so, such a fulfilling love that you don't need to find it anywhere else um so to finish off um tonight i just wanted to read a scripture which i've just really been having on my heart recently um it's luke 15 verse 11 to 32 and if um so if you've got your bible let's just flick that one open um it's the parable of the lost son and i don't know i just really felt that god had um put that on my heart tonight because i'll, I'll read the scripture but i'll give you a bit of a little debrief first so um actually i'll just go full debrief so um there was a man and he had like an estate and he had he had some sons and one of the sons went up to him and said oh I want to have my share I want my cut now like give it to me and the father was like mm, okay like okay like go for it um and a few days later the son um packed all of his belongings he moved away and he wasted all of his money he wasted his that time right he was living like a crazy man um about the time his money was running out a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve I, who would want to starve because i know i wouldn't like I, I love that food like i have some chocolates here but like you were you would be so hungry like if a famine came right like we have like food at home like bread like cool but they would have had nothing it says it says that that he um he persuaded uh like um like a local farmer to like employ him and to like go into the fields and feed the pigs and he even said the the food that the pigs were eating looked good that's how hungry he was like that's like you guys went to glen forest yesterday did you see the pigs did they smell yeah imagine thinking that food looks good because that's kind of gross um but yeah he finally came to his senses and it said um at home um anyway so so he went home and yeah he went home to his father and he said father i've sinned against both heaven and you and i'm no longer worthy of being called your son please take me as a servant so he returned home to his father and while he was still a very long way away his father saw him coming and embraced him like let's take a note of that he embraced him um and his son said to him father i have sinned against i've sinned against you and i'm no longer worthy to be called your son but his father said to his servants quick bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we've been fattening we must celebrate with a feast for for this for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life he was lost but now he's found and the party begun so i'm just gonna actually leave it there but there was a celebration right there was a love of that father who embraced that son so much right and he celebrated with him i don't know about you but if you gave your inheritance to your child while you were still alive like having a great time and they went away and they came back in like what would you do like what would you actually like what would you just forgive him in an instant because this father did and this father is what god this father is god right god embraces you he loves you so much that no matter how far off the track you go you can come back and he will still love you just as much as he loved you yesterday and the day before and the day before that so i just want to i just want to finish on um this little point this agape love is the one thing that we can cling to this is the one thing that can be steadfast through every single season it's never failing it's something that we can't 
be um, looking for on TV or on the radio or in movies or anywhere else. The only place we can find it is in our prayer life, in our devotional life, and in our worship life. So this Valentine's Day and every other day, let's remember who God is and how he loves you totally and completely. And let's believe that we can see our friends and family and our community touched by the love of God through us, One Youth, and um, we can join them and celebrate because they've come to God and they're living their life in, lo- in the love that God's called them to, to have. So let's encourage and love on one another. So I just really want to finish this off um, with something a little bit different. I think it might be good if we just kind of stood to our feet. And I think let's get around each other and just encourage one another tonight. Let's um, just get in some little groups, I, I think. And um, I'm not sure, maybe Kimberly might want to go on the keyboard and just create a bit of atmosphere. But let's just encourage one another. Just pray for one another because sometimes we feel like our love bucket is empty. So let's just bring that encouragement and just allow the Holy Spirit to like move in our lives. So we, yeah, let's just do that.